Pants people! How you doing? I just want to thank you guys so, so much for leaving that review. Wait, what? What? You didn't leave a review? Well, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you this just once because I'm a benevolent DM. Get out there, leave us a review, enjoy the show. We love having you and we love doing this. Let's go! given to the Lucha Libre Team Challenge against the Mighty Pig Man. Sponsored, of course, by Marfield Ironworks. Now, as exciting as this event is, I'm afraid we do have some tragic, tragic news for y'all. Of the four Luchador challengers that were invited to join Pig Man in the ring, three have become suddenly ill with Serano. Ganapotas, Magic Mouth, and The Change have all been reported as gravely ill, leaving only the aforementioned Dance McCall to carry on their will into the fight. We at the network pass on our concerns to their families and pray for their recovery. In the meantime, Martha Ironworks is currently searching for other worthy contestants to most of the opposing side. With the Night of the Remembrance so close, though, and Sereno on the rise, well, it may be hard to find replacements. More on this later. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love life's DOA. I quit. Steven, get in there. Fuck this podcast. No. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Steven has the most painful expression <laughs> on his face right now. Yeah, well, I'm like, this is... I wish I had my phone out, because that would have been great for Instagram. <laughs> um, the uh, no phone near the mic rule is the best thing that's ever happened to me. No, it'll be fine on this side. <laughs> yeah, it would work. Um, bravo, I think. I don't, keep going. Don't, no, no, don't encourage There's it. There's more theme. You encourage don't it. All right, here we go. It. I'll be there for you. I told you. When the rain starts to pour. <laughs> I'll be there for you. I'm done. So, <laughs> you know you're like 10 <laughs> yes. years older than they were in that show, right? You guys want to do the episode? That's not. That might be true. Is that, is that what we're doing? Are we <laughs> I, talking I think about, it's true. Are we talking about friends right now? Is that no, what I'm singing about friends. What do you guys want to do? Um, Clearly, you don't want to sing with me. Well, gee, I'm I'm really like I wonder where we're gonna find three luchadors to join this wrestling match. <laughs> Shut up! It's just like it's just a such a weird number to just suddenly need. It's a surprise. Three, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got uh, one little thing to to jump in with before we get going. All um, right, hit it. What's your song? It, it was a, it was a couple a few episodes ago. We were talking about coffee and we had some some grindy coffee and uh yeah and just kind of jokingly we're like oh tell us what to do to make better co-. and guess what the pants people pulled through <laughs> a couple of people were like oh yeah you got to do this you got to do that perfect cup of coffee well guess what i'm sipping on right now a perfect cup of coffee that jeremy wolf just made me <laughs> so i'd like to thank everybody who wrote in because this is really tasty 
<laughs> and uh, it's just French press. Hey, it's good. I like it. I appreciate it. Jeremy, yeah. thank you. Yeah. If I didn't tell you before, Jeremy, thank you. Jeremy, your coffee is gross and reprehensible, and I hate it. We've got mail. All right, fine. We've got mail. Drink a rock star. What am I open mail. here? <laughs> Don't, you just whipped a knife uh, out yeah, like, yeah, oh, my that, God. That knife is extremely ah. sharp. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a... Like literally these Milwaukee flip knives. Oh, you just you just whipped like it out like East. West Side Story style. Yeah, no, that's and that was mildly terrifying. Steve's got a whole serial killer bag full of them. All right, I'm I'm familiar with knives. Yeah, I know. You serial killer. <laughs> You're not familiar with hitting mics. Uh, anyway, so in this package that I'm currently opening, very safely, I'll have you know. <laughs> Are, it didn't uh, feel safe. Listeners, it did not feel safe in this room. Fear for my life. You guys are way too afraid of everything. <laughs> are some dice from oh. our friend Zubeard. Oh, shoot. Yes. Oh, shit. More dwarven relics um, then. I even got to name these dice. No kidding. These what? are gold vein dice. Ooh, I like that. Check these bad Holy. boys out. Whoa. And we got this. Those are pretty. And we got this sweet little dice bag. Those are pretty. This pretty floral print on it. That is Ooh. gorgeous. Check Look at that. that out. David, check Give me those dice. Don't. Uh, oh, I want to. Don't. Give me those dice. I want to fart on them. <laughs> oh, I can't fart on these. They're beautiful. Oh, look at that. Gold vein. Wow. It's a very appropriate name for those dice. Let's see. How do you roll, though? Oh, God, they're tainted. I tainted them. There yeah, we go. You might as well just keep them now. It's a good old nat four for you. Take these dice back. I've ruined them for you. No, no, no. You know no, what? He, he let's just, let's he, share them for now. He, let's, he, let's, he took the bad roll. For now. Let's share them. Share the dice? Yeah. I think well. We can. I think we can do that. I think we can. Thank you, Zuby. Oh, no, I already ruined them, though. Yeah, that's exactly what I want you to have them. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Zuby. I'll fix them. I'll fix them. And I'll kill these characters. Not fixed yet. What'd you roll? What'd you roll? <laughs> it's a four and then a three. <laughs> Thank Off to a rough you, start. Zubeard. <laughs> Perform my uh, dark rituals too quickly. Uh, I'm sure we'll be cursing the Goldvein name soon enough. Oh, I hands. hope you do. You will rue the day. I'll be there for you. Let's get started. Mm, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's get started. Once was enough. <laughs> All right, before we get into any sirenscape here, just because I don't want to go too crazy with all these different moods we're going to be slapping across the, uh, the audience. Emotional whiplash. Oh, yeah. Let's just keep it nice, quiet, serene. Just a moment. Just a moment till we see what we see and what's going on. Jules, starting with you. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Real quick here. We're starting with you. Now, before we get into your scene, I want to touch on something. Last episode, I gave Zebulon a free feat. Now, this is something we talked about way back when, episode zero, character creation. We're finally, finally coming to the culmination of that. I wanted to have the right time to introduce it, and I think last session was the right time. Yeah. But given this, given that you uh, got this free feat at level four, along with your two ASIs, I think it's only fair that Jules... You get one ASI point. I like oh. to think as you face down your family for the first time in years, as you're stepping away from this confrontation, maybe there's just something stirring inside of you, and you gain one point to put wherever you choose. Oh, hell yeah. Excellent. Oh, hell yeah. You got any ideas? 
Uh, let me double check real quick. Sorry, D&D Beyond is being very slow, but I'm going to be putting it into Charisma because I'm at a plus three right now, which will bring me to a plus four. Oh, oh shit. See, that's actually amazing because I love the idea. You're stepping out of this out of this room, and charisma is a lot of like your your sort of uh, uh, your your self drive, your force of will, and your ability to kind of take that force of will you have and impress it upon others. And I think that's what you feel stirring in you as you face down your family for the first time in many years. Your resolve, your ambition, just burning inside of you, and you gain that extra point of charisma. You come out there looking just a little bit taller, having just a little more presence. And as you step outside of this crystalline spire, back into the rural town proper, back facing the sort of great amphitheater and the other speakers' homes that surround, you notice one thing. Off to the left, kind of tucked just a little ways around the spire, you see Cirilla. She's holding something to her ear, nods, and brings it down to her pocket. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. I'm not great at those. No, neither of you are. It's, it's fantastic for me. I'm still not great at those. It's, all... <laughs> <laughs> it's only an 11. You don't see what she pockets. No, uh, I don't. Small I know. and round and something familiar about it, but you don't see what it is. She slides into her pocket, but you do see that she fixes you with this glare as you step outside it's just a slight smile tugging at the side of her lips would would you say that we've taken a long rest by now how long has it been uh since the last combat you have not you would need Damn. to like full-on sleep and everything oh uh, okay never it takes mind. about eight hours never mind nope you do see though oh wait no nope, never mind <laughs> continue you do see though oh, behind wait. her <laughs> um hands sort of folded in like a, a sort of at rest position you see Dresden close by her side. And as she looks into your eyes, she, as she smiles towards you. He also catches your gaze. And while she's not looking very, very quickly, you see another hand symbol, three fingers raised, followed by a clenched fist. Can we come up with a response for that? Sure. That Jules can do back? Yeah. You know this signal means serious danger. Yeah, Jules scratches the right side of his head. Right in his temple. You catch a very terse nod. Very quick. Barely noticeable. Terse the right word? I don't know. It's a nod. So what does the response mean? What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I assume it's I, I assume it it's, means it, seen and accepted or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It seems it sounds kind of boring, but it's yeah. It's it's flavor. It's a little flavor. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm into it. Um his face does not change. He plays the part very well, but there may be something behind his eyes, some anxiety as you move away. I mean, do you move away? Yeah, I do. I don't think now is the time to pursue that. Feeling your cousin's gaze on your back, you step away from the spire, move down the street, back towards where Oren waits at the intersection before the amphitheater, where you, you, two of you, you and Zebulon, split off before. And as you move, you catch sight of Zebulon also moving down from the other direction. I imagine you're heading back to Oren, Zebulon? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, he's um, mm, not running or skipping. Maybe there's, there's like a skip in his <laughs> step. I'll say that. Yeah. 
I mean, like, it was heavy stuff, but you've done it. You have your passports. Now he's looking forward. He's excited. I mean, how long have we been waiting for this? 39 episodes. <laughs> Here we are, finally. Um, you guys begin to move. And actually, I will say, as you're kind of closing in, you see that Oren is already uh, involved in a very one-sided conversation with somebody else. Uh, a loud voice, like a whip crack, just, just casting over the crowd. People kind of shuddering, almost turning away from it. As you hear Jean Franklin yelling at the top of his lungs, like, She knew! Speaking, you already knew it all! Damn it! Of course, she's been paid off by a lot of them! She even seemed surprised I wasn't so upset! Implied that I had to be thankful for all they gained from it! Thankful for cold deceit and murder! I will find another way, damn you! I will find another! Oh, like, yeah, yeah, alright, shh, shh, hey, this isn't the time or place. Come on, come on, hey! Oh, they're coming, they're coming! Uh, Jean just turns around to look at you guys as you come, just this turtle glare in his eyes! Fiery. Hey, what's the problem? What's the problem? Look at this. We got, we got our passports. Congratulations. Yeah. He just steps away, just steaming. Jules looks at Oren. The fuck's his deal? It sounds like things didn't go so well, but yeah, how about you guys? Everything go okay? I mean, here we're back. So I mean, that's something. You got your papers, right? Yeah, Zebulon just flashes his papers. Yeah, we're we're good. I guess, uh, I guess we're luminaries now. Your luminaries now, that's it. That's right. Oh, man. Now, from here, let me let me explain real quick. From here, you are free to travel the worlds as you like, right? You got the passports. No one's going to stop you. You go where you want, when you want. Uh, occasionally, speakers will request you uh, for specific assignments, which uh, you may choose to undertake or not. It's up to you. Uh, apart from that, luminaries will typically travel on patrols to various worlds. Uh, might visit festivals, you know, make an appearance. People are going to love to see you out there. And, uh... Will investigate dangerous or troubling matters as they see fit, right? So, honestly, all the freedom, it's all yours. Um, as you accomplish tasks, do what you do, get known. Uh, it's recommended that you get as much footage as possible so we can keep a, keep the public excited about you, you know? And, uh, yeah, more folks excited, more folks visiting your sponsors, more money in your pockets. Sound good? Well, yeah, it sounds uh, good to me. I, I, I really, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy the freedom. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, I put your main address currently as the Ugly Coyote, but I can change that if you want somewhere else. It's only the speakers that know it. It's just they got to know where to send people to, to get hold of That was going to be my next question. Is this a public address? Yeah, no, not public. Okay. Uh, we don't want the uh, paparazzi all over you. We're trying so hard we can to keep them away. Where do they send the fan mail? <laughs> I mean... Is there, like, a P.O. box... Somewhere here in a royal town where I can collect that? I can make your address public. Absolutely fucking not. Or right, well, is there a place I can send it? You got another address I can send it to? I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Send it to Arlon's place. <laughs> oh my god. This is so fucking funny. Alright. Alright, so I'll get back to y'all on that. But Hey, that's it. I mean, you can do what you want now. We can pop around to rural town a little more, check out the sights, or if you've got a place you want to go, you can go. Ooh, a rural town, huh? I mean, there's got to be all sorts of cool stuff here. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a private locale. This is, you know, most of the shops, all that stuff you're going to find in the Citadel proper outside. This is more where uh, the network's made, more where shows are filmed. Um, now, outside in the... Uh, the preserve and all the different habitats and wildlife. That's where you're going to find folk just 
filming commercials, things like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to check out. Oh yeah, the uh, the incarnates. Well, what do you think, Jules? I'm gonna let you guys figure this out on your own, though. I gotta get back to a show. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, Oren. Um, you've been, I mean, so helpful as as always. Hey, I, uh, I can never make up to you what you've done for me, and I'm so happy that at least I could do this much. Now, tell Kian I'll be by later on. I want to take her out somewhere nice tonight. Haven't seen her in a while. That, that sounds good. I uh. Oh, hang on. Steps in and gives you a hug. No, that's Oh, God, save you alone. <laughs> All right, Jules, come here. Come here. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> he just comes uh, in and grabs you. Gives you a quick quick bear hug, steps away, and Jean, don't even think about it. Jules comes All up right. and pushes Jean Franklin into Oren. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and Oren, Oren quickly just moves away from a very angry, raging turtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now what? Well, what happened in there, John? Why are you all... I mean, don't you want to talk about it? No. All I need to know is they would not hear me out. The speaker's being paid off. They're a part of it. Even Onika Nia is a part of this conspiracy. Well, did you go in flashing that attitude? Yes, it's my attitude. That's why they ain't going to say shit to you. You gotta play. You got to play the game a little bit. What game? There's honey in flies, or something like that. What? Well, yeah, what he said. I'll figure it out. It's only a matter of time. I will expose them, all of them. I just need time to find out how. Well, you know, we'll, uh, when the time comes, we'll help you with that. Thank you. I accept. Yeah. He just turns away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jules doesn't want to get too distracted. Zeb, we got to be careful. We still got things we got to do. Shit, we got to figure out. Well, yeah, let's... Um, what, 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 what do you think? Where should we start? You mind taking a little trip to see, uh, see my incarnate? Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean... Trying to find some answers here. And, uh, they might have some. Jeez, um, well, what did Orange say was going to happen to us if we went there? He didn't. Just told you don't do it. Well, I mean, Jules, if, if you want to go, I'll, I'll, I'll back you up. Aren't, aren't you worried about the kids? They're still... Oh, I know. They're still in Saint-Satian. I can't help but feel like this might give us some more ammo when we go in there, though. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jules. Am I about to kill us? Maybe. I, uh, I can get my phone. My map's still on my phone. I still don't have that map. I think we should find a place to rest up first, though. We don't know what's out there, and, uh, we're in no condition if something happens. Yeah, that's, that's a, um, that's a good idea. I, I think Orange said he has a place around here. Did he say we can use it when we want? He left. <laughs> He walked away. I mean, I'm you don't even know where it is. You can go find him. Do we have to go to the ugly coyote to rest? That would be. Oh well, there's like the gate thing now. You can go in yeah, now. We, we can go in now. Okay. And yeah, you can teleport fine. back here. Yeah, I forgot there's a gate. Yep. Or we could do that, or we could spend the night in the rural town, get a hotel. Is there like a place to yeah. stay in a rural town? Um. Yeah. You know what? There would be luminaries. Will stay here. 
fairly frequently. Okay, I think okay, that would cool. be I think that would be better. Yeah. Rather than spending like another half an episode at the Ugly Coyote. Oh yeah. Uh, I will say it's gonna be expensive. How expensive? We're luminaries now. Yeah. Um, the going rate for hotel rooms in a, in a rural town. This is where you know the rich and the elite stay. It's gonna be like ten gold a night. Oh, that's not bad. We just need one night. Um, so so speaking of gold, I think I made a mistake and have not added my gold yet from that oh, last no. big... What did we get? 400 each? Uh, yes. It's 500 each, then you took 200 out for Jean Franklin to pay okay. him back. So, so we each, each got 400. Yep. And then you gave 200 to Chester to like oversee things at the Ugly Coyote? Correct. Yeah, my okay. inventory shows 214 gold. Awesome. Okay. 10 gold, huh? All right, that's fine. 10 gold for each of us? I mean, yeah, we could split it down the middle. Well... Or think if it's three ways with John. If it's ten for each of us, then oh, we could just share a room. John, Jules, Jules will sleep on the floor. Oh yeah, John will. He'll get his own room. Uh, you guys make your way, you know, short ways down the road. Find this pretty ritzy-looking establishment again, just this big crystalline structure, one of the largest around. You see, like you know, costumed and made-up luminaries walking in and out. Some of those white-robed wizards uh, moving about. You push in. You each get a room, or you get you get. Two rooms, one for Jean, one for the two of you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Jean, Jean can pay for his own room. I'm sure he wouldn't want to bunk up. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, he'll, he'll pay for his own room. <laughs> he will demand it. Um, no, we forced him to. <laughs> um, I can see Zeb at, at the desk. Hey, so, um, like, who else is staying here right now? Like, somebody I'd know, or... Um, he's got this guy behind the desk you know just very fancy looking uh, sort of side parted hair just like oh you would not believe um come here come here kind of just you closer yeah yeah yeah. so upstairs right now Sturge Man (gasps) yep oh Sturge Man you don't yeah when did you a fan Jules' face immediately goes into a frown yeah 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 when when did Sturge Man show up do you think oh uh, he's been here for the uh, last two nights isn't that interesting, Jules? That's fucking fascinating, Zeb. He comes and goes often. Spends a lot of time on the Citadel, and especially here in rural town. He has got endless money, that one. <laughs> but I mean, hey, world's greatest detective, am I right? Am wow. I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, big fan show. Uh, thank you, really. That's, um, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And, and, and I mean, you too. You too. I've seen you guys. You guys are big. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Did you just get your passports? Yeah, yeah, we, we, did, we just did. We just did. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. I hope you enjoy your stay, and I hope we see you guys a lot. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. And um, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. You just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. I was, I was about to be like, just like conversationally, I was about to be like, tell Sturge Man I said hello. But then I was like, I do not want Sturge Man to know that we're here. <laughs> no. You just walk away awkwardly. Oh, okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He figured it out as he was finishing up the sentence. He was like, mm-mm. She is, she muttered, is, there like, is there like a crystal computer or something around the desk that would indicate what room Sturge Man is in, and if so, can I roll a perception to see if I can figure this out? Ooh, there's like paperwork on the desk. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll can perhaps, I, perhaps, can perhaps. I roll it? Yeah. As, as they uh, go and open up to knock you down, they are on one of these, you know, on the list somewhere, uh, they flip through a few pages, your eyes shoot down. That's a 13. 13. Let me roll something. Too quick. You don't quite make it out. God damn. You thought you saw maybe 
the name Sturgeon on the third floor. That's all I can say. Like, you saw like that, but you couldn't get the room number or anything yeah, else. we at least know he's upstairs. So. Right. And as long as he doesn't know we're here, mm-hmm. we're safe. Yeah. Seems like a rabbit hole. All right. So you guys stay the night. Jean Franklin, upon getting the room, just immediately just moves away. Still just... I mean, he was in a bad mood before the meeting. Now he's just possibly the angriest you've ever seen him. Just really foul-tempered. He just, like, wow. moves away, doesn't say a word, just goes, slams the door to his room, and he's gone for the night. Yeah, given given much resistance, Zebulon's not going to really uh, try to push. All right. And you guys stay the night? Yes, and it's always very satisfying when I get to hit long rest on D&D Beyond and see everything reset. <laughs> it's a very comforting feeling. You see probably the most lavish accommodations uh, you've ever had. Just, just, And I mean, for you, Jules, it must be very interesting. I, I think it's the first time you've ever stayed somewhere except for your home, except for the, the Tower of Authority, somewhere this nice. Well, I was, I was about to say it does feel uneasily like home to Jules, and he doesn't really like it. Kind of hates it. It's... Wild. I mean, you walk in, you see, again, the walls, everything here is made of this crystallized diamond, completely indestructible, just like chairs and beds and stuff set on this floor and in between these walls of just diamond. Seems like a very White painful place to sit and to sleep. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the chairs aren't diamond. Just the walls, floors. I mean, you've got cushy, cushy <laughs> okay. feather beds and okay. all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's nice. It's ritzy. And you get a long rest. So what now? What uh, what time do you think checkout is? I don't want you called on and ask. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking guys. <laughs> it's noon. <laughs> Jules raids the mini bar. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're really um, gonna be sticking around. Yeah, I think this is purely I think this just was, so that we can reset. Yeah, this was utility. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hell yeah. Um, Jules, do you think that we should um? I mean, stock up or anything? Do we need any, like... I mean, this this could be dangerous. I, I think I've only got one um, one health potion left. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Do we have shops we can go to? Uh, most of the shops are going to be outside of Rural Town. This isn't really a place for people to stock up for adventures, because mostly people are here okay. just, just filming, uh, shaking hands, meeting the right people, you Out, know, that sort of thing. Outside of a Rural Town or outside of the Preserve? Uh, outside the preserve in okay. the actual Radiant Citadel. That's okay. where. So when you go to the next setting, when you go to the next world, you might want to stock up. You could leave okay. and do that yeah. now and well, come back. Well, I I think it's we should just go. Yeah, because I, I feel like once we leave, I feel like we're just going to want to head to Sansetian. Okay. Uh, first question as the day dawns. Do you want to bring Jean Franklin... You haven't heard from him. He's still in the room beside yours. Uh, the last you heard, the door slammed. You have not heard a peep from that wall. I mean, the walls here are completely soundproof, but... Yeah, I think Zebulon would, would knock on his door. John! John! There's probably like a little padlock. So again, like, even the doors are these crystalline, like kind of like the ones you saw before that sort of self-closed. Um, you have to use, like, little key cards that you hold to the door in a certain spot, whisper a, a certain phrase for each room. They'll just kind of open it. Um... You don't know Jean's. And so you think there's a lot of probably little people you can open up that has like little holes drilling through the door so you can actually get sound through if you need to call out. So you call into the room. Moment later, door opens before you. Jean Franklin stands tall. Well, what's the plan? In a, a real hushed tone. We're going to go see the incarnate from Tithos. 
I thought that was not allowed. Well, I mean, it's not, but I think that just like, just like you've been saying, they might be hiding something. Just like on your world. He gets this weirdly kind of far off look in his eyes, very downcast, and just, how much must we bend the law to accomplish our goals? I... <sighs> well, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but... But whatever happened to Tythos is going to happen to the other worlds next. It could be yours. You don't know that. John. I, what? We are trying to gather information here. And you know damn well that the people that have that information are not going to willingly give it to us. You just tried it yourself. Damn it. Fine. You're right. I I won't like it, but I'll go along. We're, we're not going to hurt anybody. We just, we just need to find answers. Yes. Yes, we do. Fine then. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and you go. You both just <laughs> said that. And then you both turned at the same exact time and stared at me. <laughs> Take it home, Jamie. <laughs> you move out of the hotel. What's a good hotel name? I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Crystal. St- uh... <laughs> the Crystal Stallion. All right, so we know it's not that. And you guys step out onto the streets, and you. <laughs> I can see it, a big giant diamond stallion rearing up on his hind legs. Oh yeah. Out in front of the building. All right, fine. The Crystal Stallion. Ugh. Sounds fancy. <sighs> it does. Not quite as fancy as the Pale Moonlight, but hey, it will work. Hey, hey. Fuck those guys. <laughs> and you move down the streets, moving through Aurora Town, passing all these people, going to their tasks, rushing and rushing, but you're moving beyond them, beyond the city, to the north, right? You know that where you want to go, where the Sapphire Wyvern would be located, is in the habitat most like the area close to the Conquered Jewel of Tythos. Right. Which would make it most likely, and I think this was pointed out to you before, the sort of rugged, stony mountains to the far north of this preserve. And now, I guess we're going north. Hell yeah, you are about halfway there right now. Aurora Town is set in the direct center. As um, you step through, you see that uh, where Oral Town ends, where all the diamond structures end, immediately it's overtaken by just lush, tropical jungle. Uh, I'd like to make a roll to kind of figure out if anybody's following us. Oh. Okay. Uh, roll that. Let me say it's not tropical. It's temperate forest. Okay. My notes are written in my handwriting, which <laughs> means they're barely legible. I mean, you're the one that's supposed to be able to read your own handwriting. <laughs> it's too much to ask. Make that roll. Um, is that a perception? Yes. Okay. And I really want this one to be high. I'll allow investigation use, too. I'm going to use the red dragon. Okay. That is a 15. Okay. Is that perception or investigation? Perception. Okay. You take a look around as you reach the edge of the town. At this point, the buildings are smaller. The people are much less. As you look back, you don't see anybody standing out. You don't seem to be followed. I'm now thinking that Sturge Man was probably 
in the building, maybe listening to what we were thinking about doing. Can he listen if he doesn't know we're there? Is it like a radar that he just sends out, or does it... Can I roll something to know whether or not I know this? Absolutely. Uh, Roll Arcana. No, it's only a 10. I don't think that's going to do it. I will say with a 10, you would at least know that the spell detect thoughts would only work on someone you can see. It's the spell detect thoughts. Yes, his uh, his helmet telepathy allows him to cast this at will, basically. Okay. That makes me feel safer. He can safer. Okay. constantly yep. be using it. Yeah, I feel better. But who knows if he wasn't hanging around the corner mm. when we were talking to him. Possible. Only one way to find out. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And you push into the forest, into the trees, leaving a rural town behind. The forest lasts for about a mile, pushing through trees, habitat slowly kind of shifting and changing. Where you reach high points, you can look out and see that off to the east, it quickly becomes like low sort of wetland, swampy terrain, which from there turns more into like icy mush until it hits that second glacial bay. To the west, it becomes tropical. But here, it's comfortable. One might say temperate. One might say. That's a great way to describe it, Stephen. (laughs) I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah. You're pushing through trees, past a great sort of lake, see something shimmering, moving around within it. Opalescent, looks like the color of pearl. And then take you, move on. Yeah. I mean, can I roll nature to see if I know what this pearl swimming thing is? Give me a investigation. Investigation, not nature? Yes. Nothing natural about this. Okay, for Jules to get in on it? Of course. It would make sense. I'll allow Arcana as well. Oh, just crit my pants <laughs> all over Ooh. this investigation. Stop it. That was the red dragon, um, but I do have a minus nice. two. Okay, but I mean, it's twenty crit's twenty, a crit. so crit's a crit in this case. I mean, like it's uh, it's not necessarily a crit on skill checks, but that's still plenty. Right. I'm glad you got that crit because Jules did not. <laughs> you step over to the edge of the lake, and as this thing starts to slowly move and a little closer to the surface, almost breaking the top, you recognize what looks like a gigantic pearl carp, another incarnate. Oh, oh, okay. I oh. thought we were. I thought we were like in the the Sapphire Wyvern zone. Not yet. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Do I at least get to know what incarnate this... what world it's for? I'll tell you. It is the incarnate from Umizu. Mm. Which is the world that belonged to Ozen. Ozen. We might be getting more out of this trip than than we thought. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, are we going to are we going to try to talk to this thing, or are we just going to keep going? I don't know. Would Zebulon talk to him? I don't know. I I think it was probably a good move to try and talk to it, but I don't know if Zebulon would. I feel like maybe Zebulon just touches the surface of the water to see if he gets a reaction. It doesn't seem to react. I think maybe you see it, like, stop for a moment, and it's swimming. Turn, and then begin to turn away moving deeper down the lake very, very slowly, deliberately 
you see this lake is beautiful there's cherry blossom trees line the sides pink petals falling into the water and floating on the surface huh all right all right i guess to the to the water do you know what happened to the sapphire wyvern it stops dead you see this thing <laughs> whirls around movement's not so slow now and quickly begins to push towards you. Small waves breaking the surface. Zebulon steps back from the edge a little bit. He's uh, he's a little nervous now. It breaks the surface fully. Small waves parting by its side. And you see this great carp made entirely of, of, of pearl. This is sort of luminescent, glowing white. Broken into large chunks and pieces. Its mouth remains closed. Its sort of gemstone eyes staring through you. And you hear it speak. You speak of the wyvern? Well, well, yeah, he's... He's from Tythos. A survivor. I am sorry. Yeah, sure. From what I've heard, one of my world's children was a part of the tragedy. This is a grave shame upon Umizu. Any reason why that might have happened? I cannot say. You cannot go to the Wyvern. Why is that? You cannot go to the Wyvern. It is prohibited. Only the speakers. I look him dead in the eye. And why is that? Just a long silence. And then, if you go, we will stop you. What are you hiding? Tragedy. But it must remain a secret tragedy until we understand. We are not malign. Survivor of Tythos, I understand your sorrow, and we will find out why. We're not doing it quick enough. That's why we're here. Roll me a persuasion check. 17. Nine on the die, plus eight. Thanks to that charisma point. Oh, just silence at first. Except for those same melodic notes, faint music emanating from every opal, sorry, every pearl that makes up this thing's body. And somewhere behind that again, again, now that you're so close you can hear it. Roaring thunder. Why should we trust you? Who are you to ask for this permission? And you feel a weight. My name is Jules LaRoche. You may be familiar with some of my, uh, my family line. A crack of lightning in the thunder. You talk about trust in us, but yet you put your trust in the wrong people. You've already misplaced your trust. I, I'm, I'm Zebulon. I'm pretty good at keeping secrets? Sebulon. 
Jones. John Franklin's just staying in the far back. This thing, he's pointedly not involving himself in this. I'm just saying that right now. It's probably for the best. It's definitely for the best. I want you guys to make... One of you can make a persuasion check with advantage because you have the help action. Okay. That's a 24. That weight on you grows like gravity is increasing, just a pressure. If you are to go on ahead, if you are to bear witness, you will not speak of it. It will be a secret thing. I, I mean, I pinky swear. I, or, um, you don't have pinkies. Um, <laughs> promise. What happens between the three of us always stays between the three of us. I just want answers. Do you speak true? This is not the incarnate. This is David. Do you speak true? I, 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 I know Jules does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to answer that without knowing. If we if we speak true and we don't keep to it, that's going to kill us later on. It's going to be so weird to, like, get a clue into, like, what's causing the cataclysm of this world and then go do a fucking luchador fight. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say anything. <laughs> I was so not expecting this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Jules, Jules is fine. Jules is very concerned about Zebulon, but I don't think that's going to stop Jules from saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. The weight vanishes. Gravity restored. I feel like we just entered into a magical binding contract. You just hear, you may go. You are allowed. Well, but 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 before we go, um, you you were talking about Ocean. Do you know where Ocean is? You may go to witness Umizu's shame. And with that, the creature, the incarnate, turns and dives. The light of pearl vanishing into the depths. Of the lake. Umizu's shame, huh? Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. I wanted to ask it what it knew about Shadra Khan, but I think... I don't think we would have gotten anything. Uh, hey, hey, John. I, I think we're gonna keep going. Fine. I, I don't think... Could you feel the weight over there? Did you make a magical contract as well? I felt something. It's... Yeah. Strange. John. Yes? What? What we're about to see, whatever it is, this stays between us. We gave word. I'm a total of honor, if nothing else. Don't need to worry about me. I appreciate that, friend. <laughs> Storms on ahead. <laughs> I take it you move on? Let's move on. Yeah, let's go. Man, I was not expecting this. Neither was I. Whew. Neither was I. See, this is what happens when we take over the story. We make progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or die. Or die trying. Yeah. You keep moving. Just where the lake ends, the forest begins to slope upwards and upwards and upwards. 
and the trees begin to fade away to brush, to scrub. And soon you find yourselves moving over stony, rough mountain. You look to the sky at one point and you see, more you feel something moving above you, shooting off from somewhere to the west where perhaps a great volcano gives off a hint of smoke on one edge of this mountain range. A great black eagle. Obsidian, that's the one. <laughs> Tell me a minute. <laughs> a great obsidian eagle just flies almost directly above you, turns, circles a spot somewhere directly north, and then flies back. Oh, so do we feel like that's a... Is it a scout? Or a, a sign, like a direction? You know this was from the size and from the feeling you got. This wasn't incarnate. You don't know which world. Oh. But it seemed like it marked something out for you. Yeah, let's head, yeah. That, head that direction. Let's follow it. You push onwards. Stephen would be very familiar with the feeling. Reaching the top of one peak. Moving down and down, up another. It is a exhausting just hours of travel about a mile of just pure rough mountain each peak higher than the last and then you climb to the top of the tallest in this region the only ones taller now are the aforementioned volcano on the far west and the icy polar caps to the east jagged and enormous where you stand you look down upon the preserve and it looks quite small a rural town is quite small as you summit the top you face what looks like a large crater without any checks I'll tell you this at the very epicenter of this crater just this sort of smooth stone dripping into like a, a sort of bowl, the very epicenter of this bowl, you see the corpse of an incarnate. Sapphires littering the ground in the vague shape of some draconic creature, once large and as imposing as the others, but there is no presence here. You don't hear the, the, the sort of notes, the melody, the thunder. You don't feel the gravity. You just see the bones of something dead. Wow. Go ahead and make me any kind of checks you want on the scene. I'm going to make a sleight of hand check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do I want to do? I'm going to do deception. (laughs) God. Why do I give you guys freedom? Uh, That's a dirty 20. For deception? (laughs) (laughs) It believes you. (laughs) No, I went with perception. Hell yeah. Um, I'll do, how about investigation? All right, do it. Can we, roll, can we just roll all the checks? Can I do Arcana next and then investigation and then yep. intimidation? Probably. No, that's a single digit. All right, we'll start with a perception check. You see this thing, and your eyes are cast towards a number of places off to the sides of it where there's sort of black marks. Just there's almost like long scorch marks etched into the earth into the stone 
investigation could give you more on these. I mean, can we can, just can like I, can, can we I just roll take twenty? Yeah, you know, I'll let yeah. you. All right, take twenty. That makes sense. Okay. I will need an Arcana check. What's take twenty? Uh, it means that you basically get all the information you'll get. So I'll okay. start giving you information. Um, it's like you take you take as much time as it would require to just keep making checks until okay. you get twenty. Okay. So you take your time. Take twenty minutes or so. You're just like. Um, Holding out. They'll say you take a half an hour to really observe the scene, and I'll give you a number of details, and I'll let you roll to like see what you can glean from this. You see those marks. As you observe the marks, you see there's almost like in some of them, there's actual incisions in the stone itself. As you draw near the wyvern, you see there's similar scra- uh, marks like actually in the stone, in the sapphire itself, which it must be some crazy power to, to hurt this thing. Maybe you even take your, a knife of your own, Zebulon, and see if you can make any sort of dent, and you cannot like break through this this I'm, sapphire. I'm guessing it's like the, the diamonds in a rural town. Yeah, very it's similar. Like unmovable, unbreakable. Very, very similar, you would think. Uh, for myself, and for any listeners who might not know, can, can you describe what a wyvern is for me? Because uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Is it like a dragon with no arms? I believe so. Oh, uh, it's got like yes, two it's a legs dragon. And two wings. It's a dragon with uh, no arms, almost like a serpentine-looking head, like long neck. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of a, a lesser sort of draconic creature. Okay. Okay. They were uh, in Tythos. They're actually very prominent within the mountain ranges around. They're sure. one of the larger problems that uh, a lot of the miners will face. Okay. So it, it makes a lot of sense you'd find one here, or that your incarnate would be based on them. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, Stephen pulled up a picture. That's terrifying. So you see these marks. I want you to roll Arcana or History. Zebulon, you can make History with advantage for a certain reason. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, that is another dirty 20. Oh! 18 for History. Okay. Jules, this was powerful magic. As you run your fingers down the marks on the body of this creature, on the stone surrounding it, you know two things. There was a fight here. And whatever made these incisions was some kind of blade. A blade wielding lightning magic. Oh my. Oh, Zebulon, fuck. you see these marks, and your mind flashes back to Tythos. To the luminary Olka Tapuri, as Ozen Yoshikatsu appeared in a bolt of lightning, just seemingly from nowhere, stone shattering beneath him, and without a word, sliced her to pieces. Ribbons of flashes of lightning cutting through her body. Oh my god. This was Ozen. Or, or, or at least his blade. How is he powerful enough to do this? He's... I I mean, he's not alone. He said he does it for Shadra Khan. We gotta stop this, Zeb. It's so much bigger than us. All we can do is keep trying. Because doing nothing's not an option anymore. We don't do anything. We're no better. Jules... You rolled a dirty 20 arcana? History. 
history. Okay. I'm going to give you one more thing. Not an observation, not an answer, but a question that I think you might wonder, given the circumstances. When? When was the incarnate slain in comparison to when the sapphire fell? That is one of the thoughts that player Jeremy had when we saw that. Like there's some type of connection between these these realms in the preserve to the outside worlds. And, I mean, the thing is, so little is known about the incarnates. So, so little. They are old. They are ancient and powerful and entirely mysterious. Well, um, I think we... I think we found our secret. I think we've got what we came for. I, I, I don't really want to be here any longer. Jules, uh, Jules lays his hand onto the onto the incarnate and kind of gives it, you know, just a little brush down, and says, "Yeah, let's get out of here." I should also mention too that I I neglected to say this before, but when Jules took off his glove to show Zebulon. He kept the glove off. Whoa. Interesting. Okay. And now he's he's embracing it as part of part of him. Part of his luminary image, if you will. Wow. It adds so much more to And if anybody asks about it, he's gonna tell the truth about it. Shit. Yeah, when did that happen? When was that that it that it came off? Before Before, Aurora Town. Before Aurora Town. We are with uh with your incarnate. Zebulon's incarnate. Okay. So I wonder if if Cerise or anybody would have... Cerise noted the hand and actually, like, stepped forward and... and, and she like, squeezed it. Oh, yeah. right. She grabbed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was delighted and by I, it. I don't think you specified that it was a gloved hand. I don't believe so. And if I did... Oh, Whoops. Well. The only... Uh, I think you might have caught some, like, nervous glances at it as you move through the town. And I think Jean Franklin looks... Or has looked vaguely horrified by it, but he's also very bogged down by his own thoughts. I think he's not not wanting to get into it quite yet. I don't know. Jules just thinks now is not the time for more secrets. Wow. Hell yeah. Anyways, I was just adding that to the flavor of the scene because it was with his fucked up oh, hand. Oh shit, that's awesome. That he's running it down the, down the incarnate. Let's get the fuck out of here. As you touch the sapphire... There's just the vaguest sort of like vibration, something, something deep. Was it just you? Was it physical? Like the boom of a drum. And nothing. You begin to move away. I think Jean Franklin has stood at the top of this crater just looking down. And as you guys reach him, they say he died. On Tythos. The Storm Eye. Do you believe it? I, I don't I don't think we're we're done with him yet. He's gotta be still out there. He was among the most powerful luminaries to ever live. One of the first. I hope you're wrong. And he begins to move down. Are you going back to a rural town? No, I think we skip right over a rural town. We gotta, we gotta get the sense of Tion. Now that I see how it's spelled, I'm saying it wrong. Sansetian. 
It actually, I just realized in the book, it's Sans Citoyen, and I hate that, so it's still Sans Citoyen. Okay. Because, like, it's, it's so hard to... You can't go T to L. You can't do it. Well, it can't well, be done. Like, like Poyo is spelled P-O-L-L-O. Yeah. It's only one L, though. Oh. This next arc is going to be a true challenge um, to my ability to mispronounce every word ever. So, here we Great. go. <laughs> we got this. I will say, if you hit Rural Town, you can use the uh, doors to teleport to the to there faster. So it's up to you. you don't oh. need to stop and play, but you can. It's a little quicker to hit Rural Town then, because it's, it's a halfway right in the dead center of the preserve, so you can sounds teleport like, to the. Entrance. Sounds like he wants us to go to a Rural Town for some reason. Yeah, uh, and my, I don't know about that. My thought was we were just gonna fast yeah. forward through whatever we did anyway. Right. Sure. Yeah. Just put it out there. I want to make sure the, the the sort of architecture, the structure of everything is is known. Uh, so you guys move. Give Sturge Man a, a chance to lay his eyes on us one more time. <laughs> you guys move. Through. All right, guys, we're back in the Citadel. Let's go. Boom, back in the Citadel. Sean Franklin's just like, <laughs> why didn't we use the doors in a roll? That was so much more work. Honestly. That's why, Jean Franklin, just to see your face. Do you know that no, by not using the doors, we had to go up the entire gigantic staircase again? Was that David or John Franklin that talking? That took like fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I barely remember it because it was like a montage. So let's keep moving. Yeah, it was just a hand wave. It was so easy. I know. It felt quick to me. It didn't feel quick to me. Well, too bad. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. You guys move to the great iron doors. The ones that you know push out back into the radiant citadel to the great serpentine fossil to the great city outside as you move forward a uh, few figures and again sort of citadel uniform white robes uh, work on some some mechanics you'll push on the uh, side of the door whisper a word dun, 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 dun. the gate opens back out into the citadel you've been traveling for a long time today I'm going to say as you step out it is getting um, perhaps 8 o'clock. The auroral diamond's light has shifted to maybe a cool blue as it's fading, fading, going dark, creating that sort of feeling of night in a place where there is no sky. You know any world you travel to, wherever the gemstone lands, will have the same time of day, basically. And the diamond tries to copy that. Um... I will ask this. As you're going by, you see these figures. Um, maybe you can see on walls and charts, uh, you know, in different facets of the diamond. Uh, we talked about this before, but the, uh, what's the word? Schedule, per se, for the various conquer jewels that will come deliver people away. And you see the next one going to Sansetian, the next fire opal uh, departure, will be in about an hour. Why are you looking at me? I'm waiting for you to speak. Why? Because of Sansetian, where your cherry delights yeah, are. I know. Why is everyone so quiet? What oh. are we doing? Well, I need to get some armor. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's go get armor. Shopping? <laughs> I Zeb. love shopping. You guys need anything before we before we go do this? Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's go pick up some supplies. Let's do it. Uh, a little, 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 little vigor goes back into Jean Franklin. A little that energy, that anger seeps out. Uh, just a little excited. He's like show you around. You like spending money there, huh? Oh, I love spending money. Absolutely. Sweet. Th- this one's on Jean Franklin. No, 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 no. You have your own money. I have to pay for the fair moonlight. I 
can't afford to be too spendy. I can't believe you waste your money there. Yeah. Did I just hear the words can't afford coming out of your mouth? Yeah. Do you want magic items or not? I know where the best ones are. Oh, best I, prices. We hadn't considered any magic items. I, I, I've never been able to afford something like that. Yes, well, welcome to my world. You're going to love it. Now, come on, come on. Um, so we talked about this before, Session. Uh, I got a list of some items that I know you guys might be interested in, some magic items. I don't want to get into it here because of a billion things and talking about the prices, mechanics, all that. That's not fun. We'll talk about two items in particular. Steven, you have some interest in the ever-smoking bottle and the immovable rod. Now, the immovable rod basically is, as it says, a sort of big metal rod that if you hold out and basically say a, a command word, it will hold itself in place in midair anywhere and cannot be moved by more than, I believe, 8,000 pounds yeah. of pressure. It is pretty cool. It will just stay where it is, static locked. Um, you can do some fun stuff with that. The ever-smoking bottle is basically, as it says, a bottle filled with the smoke. If you open it, the smoke pours out, heavily obscuring an area. I believe it's 120 feet uh, at first, and they can open up to double that uh, over time. So if you need to make a quick getaway... Boom, there you go. Smoke screen and you're gone. Uh, it's an action to use it and an action to stop it. Yeah, so you offered me both of these. Yes. And 300 gold each. And and, and the, the bottle sounds very Zebulon, but I've always wanted to own and use the immovable rod. Hell yeah. I love oh, it. So that's oh. what I'm going for. It's funny too, because you remember, like, you've, you've seen one of these used before in this podcast. It was used by Sturge Man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's one of the many items. He has quite a few of them on his uh, utility belt of magic items. Well, I just removed 300 gold pieces. So, uh, there you go. I'm a little closer to Sturge Man. Wow. <laughs> Aren't we all? Either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a Sturge Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jules! Yes. You had a purchase you wanted to make. Yeah. Well, yeah, since uh, Jules gave half of his cut to, to Chester and the kids, uh, don't really have much to spend, but I'm going to properly get studded leather armor. Uh, it's 45 gold. Okay. Which leaves me, yeah, leaves me with 169 left. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't remember. Neither of us can remember if we officially said I had studded leather before. But now I officially do. We're gonna we're gonna rectify that now. So I now have an AC of twelve instead of eleven. Hell yeah! Hooray! You gotta love that. You guys blur through the citadel. All these shops are starting to close, but you get in last minute. John Franklin does some yelling, some haggling. The prices get raised, and you, st- <laughs> <laughs> you step out. Of course, out. <laughs> you step out with some new stuff. You know, John, this thing was gonna cost me two fifty until you started running your mouth. Yeah. It's almost like you owe me fifty gold. Uh, th- you do. You do. I helped you. Look, they were clearly a crook. I told you not to buy it, but you did anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tell you what, get us a room at the Pale Moonlight, and we'll call it square. I I would never. I'll get you a room at the Pale Moonlight. It's on your dime. You know what? Jules. Fine. If you want to come and live the greater life with me, I will allow it. One night only. No, I was bluffing. Damn it! You're so weird! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you begin to move, and you approach the passage of respite 
the sort of great open spot where the Conquer Jewels will come down to dock. And you see this bright orange, brilliant fire opal slowly lowering in and awaiting passengers. Time is a little after 9 o'clock now. All right. Well, I guess we're going to queue up. Going to go stand in line again. Mm-hmm. Okay. All roads lead back to the lines, to the gems. Not much of a line here, actually. It's late enough at night. I don't think there's a whole lot of people. So you're pretty swiftly moving through. Get to the front. The man in white takes a look at you. And up to now, you've had a hard time generally passing these folk, but not this time. Brief nod, flash some passports, and you are stepping in. Just the sheer power of it. Jules. Perhaps Zebulon and Jean move ahead of you, stepping in to the great open way, into the bright orange expanse within the gem to find seats. Would you find yourself halted for just a moment, some feeling in the back of your mind and your chest? Your eyes turn, and you see that on the top of a roof, very nearby, a figure appears in mist. You see Chester looking down at you. You can't quite make out his face. But you see a single fist raised into the air. Sign of the old resistance. I'm going to grab my loot, light it up, and raise it above my head. There's this moment of connection. You feel each other in that same strange way when you shared this moment. When you both were given this boon, you can feel the unspoken goodbye. And you step into the gem. Yeah. And here the camera falls on Chester. His arm lowers. He sits at the edge of the roof. He sits and he watches. The gem raises. And you are gone. And we'll call it there. 